1: A mystery with a few revelations, but still a mystery nonetheless. Next on Times of Refreshing. Hi there, and welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today, as we close out the week, we do so in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. If you were with us yesterday, you'll remember this is where we started our time together, taking a look at the mystery of the Ark of the Covenant. The author of the book of Hebrews tells us a bit about this mystery and how it affects you and I as 21st century believers in Christ. Please join us for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, our teacher and pastor now, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: Understand that God's provision in your life is a a covenant issue. It's a covenant issue. God has cut covenant with you. And for whatever assignment that he's given you in life, he's given me in life, he's given all of us in life, understand that his provision is tied to the assignment. It does not mean that he will not test you, but it does mean that at the end of the day, God will constantly prove himself faithful. And in our lives, we have to stop and understand that. We have to walk through the doors that God's asking us to walk through. we got to see with vision what God is doing. But at the end of the day, we have to really get in on our spirit that, wait a minute. God has shown me in times past his supernatural provision. And God will do it once again if I'm faithful to receive what he's trying to do in my life. We have to have this revelation, and it has to go beyond just the outer court. Or the inner core. It's got to be in your spirit. It's amazing how Jesus. He lived his life. And how. What he needed. When he needed it. It was amazing how boom. I mean. The Bible says that he needed to pay his taxes. And he said okay go out there. You mean, Go out there go fishing and get that fish. That fish is. He said, we'll catch a fish. How are we, we going to pay a tax with that? What I'm saying to you is, stay faithful to God. God's got you. Amen? Amen. 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 Number two, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 9. Let's look at this again. He says not only that, and just keep your finger at Hebrews chapter 9. It says not only that that he had the golden pot that had the manna. Look at verse 4. Which the golden censers and the ark of the covenant overlaid on all sides with gold. in which were the golden pot that had the manna. Look at this number two. He says Aaron's rod that budded. Aaron's rod that budded. The two tablets they spoke of the word of God. The ten commandments. God's word. I love this. Uh, excuse me. The, the, uh, Aaron's rod that budded understand that this spoke of faithfulness, excuse me, fruitfulness, and authority. Aaron's rod that budded spoke of fruitfulness and authority. Go to Numbers chapter 17. Getting a little ahead of myself. I'm excited. Numbers chapter 17. Fruitfulness and authority. Verse 7 on down to 13. Korah and his band have rose up against Moses and Aaron. God comes down, makes a distinction. Those that rose up against Aaron, God, he dealt with them, swallowed them up. The people began to complain at the end of chapter 16 because their friends were gone and things had happened. These people had got swallowed up. And so God told Moses... To set forth rods that represented all the, the different tribes and, and uh, families. And out of this rod, God was going to cause one of the rods to bud. Aaron's rod was among them. And in verse 7, it says, And Moses placed the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses went into the tabernacle of witness And behold, the rod of Aaron of the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord to all the children of Israel. And they looked and each man took his rod. And the Lord said to Moses, Bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony that's the Ark of the Covenant to be kept as a sign against the rebels that you may put their complaints away from me lest they die. This did Moses just as the Lord commanded him, so he did. So the children of Israel spoke to Moses saying, Surely we die, we perish, we all perish. The fear of God came upon them. Whoever, Whoever even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord must die. Shall we all utterly die? And so in this particular situation, it is very clear God makes a distinction. And he does it. By causing Aaron's rod to bud. That which was lifeless and had no fruit. God supernaturally causes it to blossom and to bud in the midst of the people. And I think this is something we have to realize and we have to get down deep in our spirit. God causes you to be fruitful Not only does he cause you to be fruitful, but this also speaks of the authority that Aaron had possessed as a result of God's decision in causing his rod to blood. And I think for all of us, we have to understand God wants us from a spiritual standpoint, not just from a physical standpoint, he wants us to be fruitful in life. And a lot of times when we're thinking about fruitfulness, we're just thinking about what God is doing through us in terms of giving us money and houses and cars and things of that nature. But I love the fact that this, this rod was in the Ark of the Covenant, it was in the Holy of Holies. God doesn't want you just to be spiritual, I mean, fruitful from a natural, physical standpoint, He wants your spirit to be fruitful. Can I have an amen? He wants your spirit to be fruitful. He wants you to have authority. God gave him authority in this situation. He wants you to have authority. An authority not just from a natural physical standpoint. He wants you to have authority from a spiritual standpoint. That when you talk to demons, they listen to you. Can I have an amen, saints? He wants you to be fruitful in your spirit. It's amazing how we can get around Christians sometimes. And man, I I tell you, Christians can be very mean in the name of Jesus too. (laughs) Sometimes you ask, where is the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control? God wants you to be fruitful. This is what happened. Out of barrenness. Out of deadness sprung forth fruitfulness. And it's the same thing for us. He wants your spirit to be fruitful. He wants you from a spiritual standpoint to bear fruit. Now, you're going to bear fruit from a natural, physical standpoint. And I want God to bless everyone from a natural standpoint. and From a material standpoint. I want God to... be. But saints, we cannot think that we are... Walking right with God because we have a bunch of stuff. Can I have an amen? Amen. We can get deceived thinking I'm prospering. We're we're not prospering just on the basis of us having stuff. Just drive through Black Hawk. Drive through, you know, uh, Ruby Hills. Is your spirit man blossoming? Are you becoming more of a spiritual person? God wants us to be fruitful. He calls us from a spiritual standpoint, and then he reminds us. It's a constant reminder that your life is about becoming fruitful spiritually. This is what I'm doing in your life. This is what I've done in your life. This is what I want you to constantly reference in your life. Is that I'm doing something in you that's deeper than just your body. Because people look good externally. From a soul situation, I'm happy, I'm finally happy, I'm happy, I'm happy but what about your spirit? Do you know your spirit, your, 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 your physical body, you can be rejoicing and your spirit, man, is just sad. Does anyone know what I'm talking about in this room? Well, God wants us to be fruitful spiritually. He wants you to have love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and patience and self-control. Those things that the Holy Spirit deposits deep down into your third chamber. It's the depths of who you are. And then he wants you to walk in, a, in a, an authority from a spiritual standpoint that anger isn't going to break through. You don't have to be angry at the devil to rebuke him and put him in his place. Come out! devil doesn't care how loud you yell if you don't have spiritual authority can i have an amen if god hasn't caused your rod to bud then it doesn't matter what we're saying saints at the end of the day we got to get this in our spirit that god wants our rod to bud to blossom that it's not you faking it until you make it Something truly has come alive within you and caused you to well up from a spiritual standpoint. And God begins to forge this in our lives, saints. And I think that we have to stop and ask ourselves because we can put stuff on. But I'm I'm concerning about, what I'm looking at is what does God have tucked inside of me? What's deep down inside of me? I want people to be able to experience that. From a spiritual standpoint, this is what we need. And of authority. You don't have to be mean to have authority. Amen? Amen. That's right. Amen? Amen. Authority is just on you. When you have authority, you don't have to go around. Aah. You don't have to do that. It's just on you. You walk in it. You talk in it. You live in a life like this. Because why? God has bore witness and caused your rod to bud. And I think for all of us here, we have to understand this, get this deep down in our spirit. This is a second revelation that I got to have in my spirit, that God wants me to be fruitful from a spiritual standpoint. And God is going to cause my rod to bud, which in turn is going to release an authority and cause me to walk in an authority. Do you walk in authority when you go on your job? Do you walk in authority in your home? Every man in this room, if you are saved, you have the Holy Spirit in your life. You cannot allow the devil to come in and tear your house up. Can I have an amen? Walk in your authority. Let God use you. And do it in such a way that it blesses all those around you. Amen? And so it is very clear that this is what God caused Moses to do. And he did it well. And God was blessed. Amen? And then the last thing he said was the two tablets. Go to Exodus chapter 40. Exodus 40 verse 18 to 21. 18 to 21 it says, So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, set up its boards, put in its bars, and raised up its pillars. And he spread out the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent On top of it. As the Lord had commanded Moses. And he took the testimony. And put it into the ark. When he says the testimony. He's talking about. The ten commandments. He says and he took the testimony. And put it into the ark. Inserted the poles through the rings of the ark. And put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle. Hung up the veil of the covering. And portioned off the ark of the testimony. He says as the Lord had commanded. And so the first thing we see God doing. Is he puts the 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 two tablets in the ark of the covenant. Later on he puts the manna in the ark of the covenant. And then eventually last he puts Aaron's rod that budded. You know, the two tablets, they speak of God's word, which, and I want you to understand this about this Bible, this is a reminder of God's covenant and God's standard. I want you to write it down. It is a reminder. Ten commandments were a reminder of the covenant and God's standard. It was the word of God. And the Word of God comes to us not just for entertainment purposes. It doesn't come to us just so we can become, you know, biblically literate or we can quote Scripture real fancy. God wants to take the engrafted Word of God. He wants to plant it in our spirit, not just our soul. And He wants His Word to become alive in us. And, and he wants to write his law upon our hearts and in our minds so that it becomes a lifestyle. It's just a way of living. Understanding that I am in covenant with God. And this is a reminder of the covenant. It is a reminder of God's um, standard that he's established through the covenant. And I think for all of us saints, we got to go from just reading our Bible. And, and allow the Bible to become alive in us and really take root In the depths of who we really are. Sometimes, you know, the Bible says that knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Sometimes we can become so biblically smart and think that we know it, but you really don't know it until you get it down in your spirit. Well, you don't have to think about doing the Ten Commandments. You just don't do them because your spirit has got a hold of it. Amen. And it becomes a lifestyle. That means we got to read the word. We got to dissect the word. We got to get the word so that it goes beyond just external and it gets down in the depths of our spirit where it just becomes a lifestyle. You don't cuss because cussing's not in you. The word of God has killed it all. And so now out of your belly flows living what? Out of the depths of your being, your innermost being, your holy place just flows water. The spirit of God dwells in your spirit. Your communication changes because God has dumped something through His Word to place something in my heart and to deposit it deep in my spirit so that it becomes a lifestyle. Saints, for all of us, we've got to get this because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your spirit is the holy place. In the holy place is the Ark of the Covenant, the throne of God. The, and, and on this throne, we've got to understand that God's trying to make you fruitful, He wants you to have authority. He wants you to have provision that you need for everything that God has given. And then he wants his word to be so written on your heart that now you just become his holy habitation. It's a journey and it's it's progressive in nature, but we have to realize that this is what God is trying to do in my life. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am. But the thing that blesses me and just tears me up about this whole revelation is this. Is that when you think about it, once again, saints, it all goes back to this one point, And that is, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Let me say this to you, saints. Christ is your manna. He's all the provision you need in life. He is. He'll sustain you through everything you go through in life. He'll make provision through everything that you need in life. If you're partaker of Christ, you're partaker of the manna. He is your daily what? And it's not just something external. It's something internal. He wants us to have this revelation within that Christ, you are my, my daily life. I have you everything I need in life. Number two, Christ is the rod that budded. The devil thought he killed him dead. He thought he had done away with him. We got him. We got him in the earth. He's dead. But how many know on the third day? Not only did he raise up from barrenness and deadness, but then he's produced all this fruit through his ministry. You're a part of the tree, amen? You're a part of the rod that has budded. You are the blossoms, You are the fruit that God has produced in and through his death, burial, and then resurrection from the dead. And so when you're partaking in Christ, understand that you're partaking of something that was dead, but then it came alive again and produced. But that revelation's got to be down on the inside. I'm fruitful because I'm connected to the fruitful one. I'm fruitful because I have the fruitful one dwelling on the inside of me. I do have love, joy, peace, patience, because the one that is love has love, joy, peace, patience, he dwells on the inside of me. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Amen. And this is what we have to understand, that this is what God is forging in our lives. Through Christ, he makes me fruitful and he gives me authority. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Jesus, because he took authority, now he gives you a power to walk in his authority. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. It's authority. He gives you through through his rod that budded. He is the rod that budded. And now he causes you to bud in and through him. And the last thing is, is that Jesus Christ, he is the word. He's the one who caused the covenant to be activated. And without his sacrifice, there is no covenant. And now this same covenant-keeping God that, had, that is not only the one who is the sign of the covenant, reveals the covenant, gives us insight into the covenant, but he also is the standard. I don't need to measure myself by anybody else. I measure myself by Christ. He is the standard. And now we gotta have that in our spirit. It can't be just something that we know it's something we live by. That my life is hidden with Christ and God, and He is the firstborn among many brethren. He set the stage and the standard for the way I live. It's Him, He's the Word made flesh. In the beginning was the what? The Word. We understand now that it's him. Everything pointed to him. And and Jesus now, he's not just sitting in a back room somewhere. He's sitting in the throne of our hearts. And he's saying, can I, do you mind if I get in your spirit and I take a seat on my throne? And remind you that it is through me you got to have everything that you need in life. That it is through me that you're going to be fruitful in life. That it is in me that you're going to understand the covenant and keep my promises. And it's going to be through through me that I'm going to sustain you. It's going to be through me that you're going to be changed. It's going to be through me that your life is going to be sustained. That everything is about me. It's not just about pastor. It's not just about what church I go to. It's just not about my friends. It's not about my job. It's about, can I have an amen? It's about Jesus. But saints, understand, we got to have this revelation in here. It's got to go beyond just knowing it here. It's got to be in our spirit. So that no matter what comes your way, when it comes to these three areas, God has fully convinced me. And God took these people through the wilderness. He took the nation of Israel through all kinds of stuff. But in the midst of it, they had this testimony. And I'm going to end by saying this. Understand, saints, that what I just shared before you, it is is something that is revelation for you that you have to get in your spirit. But I want to make you understand this very clearly, saints. It's also a revelation that is continually before God as it pertains to you what I mean by this is we're not going to go through this now but do you know that that this was a a testimony it's a testimony it's a reminder not only for your sake but also a reminder before God did you know the Bible says in the book of Revelation that that the ark of the covenant they still can't find the ark of the covenant and they never will because it's standing before the throne of God according to the book of Revelations and In the Ark of the Covenant is still the rod that budded, the manna, and the tablets. That's a constant reminder before God of not only what you're doing, but what he's done. And I think all of us have to keep that in mind. That God is constantly reminded of what he's done in your life. And what he's now obligated to do as a result of the covenant that he's cut with you. That's why at some point we got to lift up our hands and say, God, this is on you. You called me. I didn't call myself.
1: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of the Well Christian Community. And we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us, as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook, or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing.